Come out to the coast, we'll get together, have a few laughs. I detest cheap sentiment. When I get back in that room, you better be wearing nothing but a candy cane. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then. Hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today it's time for our annual Christmas episode. Actually, I've found out that I've done several Christmas episodes each year. What can I say? I like talking about Christmas. Now, before we get started, we have to maintain our Christmas tradition. We have to take a walk down the hall and grab a seat in the Christmas room. Yes, of course I have a Christmas room. Doesn't every self-respecting podcaster have a Christmas room? Well, I do, so here we go. The lovely door chime as we come in, the roar of the fire as we sit down. Those are the best parts of a good Christmas room. And of course, I'm looking out over a snow-covered valley. Yes, there's reindeer gallivanting over there on the right. I think one might say they're playing some reindeer games. Yes, that is Frosty over there on the left. He's got that goofy top hat on. I think there's some magic in it. Yes, of course, I'm a cornball. Come on, now. That's what we do in a Christmas room. We enjoy the Christmas holidays. We enjoy the feeling of Christmas. And that's what this time of year is really about. It's the feeling of Christmas. Now, honestly, as I've talked about over the years, the feeling of Christmas has changed over the years, and that's because society has changed. Now, I'm going to put this disclaimer up front. I know I've hit on some of these topics over the years, and they keep coming up every Christmas. There's the non-existent war on Christmas. Oh, people feel so persecuted. Except Christmas is everywhere. Christmas is everywhere around us. The Christmas trees, the Merry Christmas. There's still nativity sets everywhere. We have angels everywhere. We have the baby Jesus everywhere. We all know what the religious aspect of the holiday is. Nobody's pretending it's not there. I think what bothers some people is that that Christian aspect of the holiday is not the only aspect that people recognize. I mean, that's one aspect, but a couple of years ago, I broke down the Christmas holiday The Christians stole the pagan celebrations and picked a date at random to make it quote-unquote Jesus' birthday. I mean, it's all made up. To get offended by the fact that people are not recognizing the made-up stuff as the be-all and end-all and the only reason for the season, well, it's kind of goofy. It's also a little bit arrogant, isn't it? I mean, not that that's surprising. I'm just saying. But the Jesus' birthday stuff is as made up as the Santa Claus stuff. Not that there's anything wrong with Santa Claus. I believe in Santa Claus. I do. Not a guy who comes down the chimney. That guy is the personification of the Christmas spirit. It's the spirit of being close with family, being grateful for family, being grateful we have a roof over our head, a family to celebrate with, food to feed each other, gifts to give each other. That's Santa Claus. That's the spirit of Christmas. Sure, you can attach Jesus to it. But you kind of have to go back to the origins of this end-of-the-year celebration for what the real purpose of the season is. And it's to bring people together, to be grateful for the bounties of the previous year, to get ready for the next year, to share gifts, to share homes, to share food. That's what Christmas is all about. Don't get upset. If you're a true believer, if you believe in the nativity, the three wise men, the star guiding them to Bethlehem, I'm not saying that didn't happen. I'm suggesting it might not have happened on December 25th. I mean, they didn't have quite the same calendar back then. 
I'm just saying we've picked some convenient dates to commemorate whatever happened, and it's okay to celebrate that. I don't have a problem celebrating that. And I grew up celebrating Christmas. I love all of the traditional Christmas carols. Silent Night, probably my favorite. Oh, Holy Night. Do you hear what I hear? The Little Drummer Boy. I love all of those traditional carols. I also like Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Little Saint Nick. I love all of those, too. The two aren't mutually exclusive. You can celebrate both. And we have for literally decades. I guess my point is there's nothing wrong with celebrating both. There's nothing wrong with celebrating Christmas the way you want to celebrate Christmas. There's also nothing wrong with not wanting to celebrate Christmas at all. And this kind of goes back to the you do your thing, I'll do mine philosophy that I've adopted as I've gotten older. You can worship and believe whatever you want to believe. Just don't force your beliefs on me. I don't have to do things the way you do them. And if you believe that's going to send me to hell, okay, well, I appreciate your concern. But if I go, I'll have plenty of company. And I have a feeling I'll have people saving me seats down there. If indeed that's the way we go. Oh, I remember the Christmas celebrations when I was a kid. Our holiday concerts back then, they were called Christmas concerts. And I know that's why people get upset and pretend that there's a war on Christmas. Because instead of calling it a Christmas concert, we call it a holiday concert now. But you know what? Not everybody celebrates Christmas. And it's okay to show respect to the people who don't. Everybody can enjoy the holidays. There's more than just one. That's why a holiday concert seems appropriate. And we did our holiday concerts back in the day with Oh Come All Ye Faithful. That was always featured. Silent Night. Yeah, that was there too. I'll never forget my dad's reaction when they first introduced Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell Rock. My dad was beside himself. That's not Christmas music. Yes, it is, Dad. It's just not traditional Christian Christmas music. But listen, there's jingle bells in there. You can hear them. When you hear Little St. Nick, what is that noise? Dad, it's the Beach Boys. That's not Christmas music. Yes, it is. I love Little St. Nick. But that's why we had the Christmas specials, too, when I was a kid. Sure, we had Charlie Brown, What's the True Meaning of Christmas? Who doesn't know that one? That's the true meaning of Christmas. For some people. For others, it's becoming a dentist. Remember Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? The little elf who wanted to be a dentist. That was his true meaning of Christmas. He just wanted to be a dentist. What about Frosty the Snowman? That was a traditional Christmas special on every year. Had absolutely nothing to do with the nativity, no angels. There was a magic hat. My point is, there's nothing wrong with celebrating Christmas the way you want to celebrate Christmas. There's also nothing wrong with not celebrating Christmas at all. If it's not your religious thing, or if it's just not your thing. For me, I will say this. There is a certain aspect of this time of year that always puts me in kind of a nostalgic slash melancholy slash emotional mood. And I'm not sure why that is. Maybe I reflect back on the way Christmas used to be when I was a kid. And not used to be because of the religious aspect or not used to be because of the kind of environment we had in the world, although that's a part of it. But when you're a kid celebrating Christmas, you're doing so with an innocence. You have some demands there in your letter to Santa Claus, but your only expectations are fun and games, time with the family, lots of cookies, great Christmas music, going to the Christmas pageant, seeing the tree in New York City, going to the light show at the Botanical Garden, whatever you have around you, those are the things you remember as a kid. Those are the things you look forward to. You want to make those Christmas cookies. You want to build that gingerbread house. You don't worry about having to buy for Aunt Betty or Uncle Joe or Cousin Ruthie. I mean, you worry about that to a point because mom and dad make you get presents. But when I was a kid, we would go to the Kmart or the Jamesway or the dollar store. Those are basically equivalent things. Kmart, Jamesway, and the dollar store, all basically the same. 
But that was okay. We would go to Kmart because it wasn't the cost of the gift. It was the giving of the gift itself. We wanted to give Aunt Audrey a gift every year. Why? Because that's what you do. You show your appreciation to your aunt by getting her a gift. Now, did we as kids really know what Aunt Audrey liked? Not really. We saw her twice a year, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Maybe over the summer if we were lucky. Or unlucky, depending on your perspective. But we had to get Aunt Audrey a gift. So we would ask Dad, well, does she like candles? Does she like bath salts? How about a book? I'm sure my Aunt Audrey had a drawer full of bath salts that she never opened in her entire life. But we gave them to her to express our appreciation for the fact that she was part of the family. Was it a gift that you got just because you had to get a gift? Yeah, kinda. But we didn't realize that at the time. We were kids. What we were taught was give gifts to loved ones. But that was part of the innocence. We didn't know any better. We got Aunt Audrey bath salts because we wanted to give her a gift. Now, as an adult, I can look back and say, Oh yeah, that probably started the I better get something for somebody just for the sake of getting them something mentality that we have, which over the past few years I've started to get away from. I don't buy gifts just to get something. I buy gifts for people who are in my life. If you're not in my life, I don't get you gifts anymore. That kind of faded a few years ago. That guilt gift giving, that's the thing that was taught to us as kids. We were innocent and impressionable at the time. Yes, you get Aunt Audrey a gift because that's what you do. But as I've gotten older, I realized, you know, if Aunt Audrey doesn't come over for the barbecue when we invite her, if she doesn't call, if she doesn't text, guess what? We don't have to get Aunt Audrey a gift anymore. And so I don't. I know maybe it's selfish, but that's something that I've learned over the years. Christmas is supposed to be about family, sure. It's supposed to be about gifts, sure. But I don't think Christmas necessarily means you have to maintain relationships that don't exist. Or that you have to acknowledge a toxic relationship or perpetuate it by giving a gift to someone you haven't seen in a dozen years. I mean, I'll drop you a Christmas card, but the guilt buying is one of those things that I've gotten over as I've gotten older. It's funny because you start as a kid and you buy that dollar bag of bath salts at Kmart and you give it to your aunt because you're supposed to give your aunt a gift. But then you get older and the people you don't see ever are still on your Christmas list. And you dutifully send them that basket of fruit or that bottle of wine, the basket of English muffins from Wolferman's or whatever it is that you usually get them. You dutifully send people things as you get older because they're on your Christmas list. And then you realize, you know, I haven't seen this person in 20 years and I haven't even gotten a card from him in 10. Yeah, as I got older, I X'd a lot of people off the Christmas list. I still had a long and extensive Christmas card list for many years. But then I also realized I'm sending cards out and I'm not getting anything back. The cards aren't being returned. I'm not getting a card from them. I haven't seen them in literally a decade. Why am I still sending stuff out? Is that selfish? I don't know. Is that part of the Christmas spirit? I don't know. As I said at the beginning, Christmas is about getting together with your family, your friends, your loved ones, sharing the joy of the season, sharing the spirit of the season. And as you go over the Christmas card list or the Christmas list and you see names on there of people you haven't spent any time with, you haven't shared joy with, you haven't had over for a barbecue or even a drink, do you continue to keep them on your lists? Are you adding anything to their holiday? Does it make you feel better to send them a Christmas card? I realized as I started cutting my Christmas card list down, I actually felt better. I don't have to worry about this person because they obviously don't worry about me. I mean, it's kind of sad. You look at names and you go, oh yeah, I remember Joe Smith. Joe Smith and I had great times 20 years ago. But you know what? Joe hasn't sent me a card in 15 years. Even though I send him a card every year, I get nothing back. Again, is that selfish? A little. But if it's too much effort for Joe to either send me a card or at least a text or maybe even an email to say, thanks for the card, 
Maybe it's time to take Joe off the list. What I'm here to tell you is, that's okay. It's okay to do with friends. It's actually okay to do with family. Because just like friends, family can fade. Now, here's my opinion. It's going to be an unpopular opinion with some. But I'm going to give it to you, and you can do with it as you wish. Just because you're related by blood, that doesn't bestow any obligation on you to maintain a relationship. A relationship between a blood relative, just like a relationship with a friend, has to be maintained. It has to be nurtured. It has to be valued. And if it's only a one-way street or a no-way street, if nobody's doing anything to nurture the relationship, it's okay to put it away. Put it in a box. Put it in a cabinet. Maybe you'll pull it out somewhere down the road just because of the nature of the blood relationship as opposed to a friendship. But if you have a cousin, an uncle, a sibling, even a parent who has made it pretty clear that they don't have the time for you or don't want to make the time for you, it's okay not to make time for them. You don't have to get them gifts. You don't have to send them cards. Going back to what I said at the very beginning, this time of year, Christmas time, it's about sharing your love, your friendship, your relationships. It's about being grateful. It's about spending time with the people who mean something to you. And if there are people on those lists who no longer mean anything to you for whatever reason, or who only make you feel pain or guilt, they don't add anything to your life, and the mere thought of them makes you sad, it's okay not to include them in your Christmas celebrations, whether it's a party or just the sending of a card. I've been to family Christmas parties where there are people there who clearly don't want to be there. I've been to Christmas parties where there's been fighting and arguing, I've been to Christmas parties where there's been hurt feelings over stupid things, whether it's a present or a side dish that was or wasn't brought to a dinner. I've been to Christmas parties where it has been truly uncomfortable to be in the group of people that are gathered together to supposedly celebrate a blessed time of year. What is the point of that? Why do we have such masochistic tendencies? I've made changes in my life because I don't like those feelings. I don't like to be in situations where I'm uncomfortable all of the time. Life is too short to sit there and be uncomfortable. You don't have to be surrounded by animosity and bad feelings. You don't have to waste your time with that. Why would you? Again, repeating the theme of the day. To me, this time of year is for celebrating family and friends and people who like you and who you genuinely like. It's about being with loved ones. It's about sharing the bounty that you have, being grateful for what you have. It's about being together with people who care about you and who you care about. It shouldn't be about torturing yourself by having to go through the motions of pretending to care about people who you have to go see. Life is too short. You should enjoy your holidays just like you should enjoy every other aspect of your life. I was going to go over some of my memories of Christmas's past, but I've done that a couple of times, and I may pull those episodes out again. But I felt the need to say this stuff this year, because this is a weird little Christmas for us. Mrs. Gamerdude and I have talked about it. It doesn't feel like Christmas is of the past. It feels different. People don't seem as jolly, as happy. I think it's partly the PTSD we're all suffering as a result of COVID. I think society has changed, not for the better. I think the courtesy and the kindness that used to be just an ordinary part of the holiday seems to have been forgotten by so many people. So I wanted to say it's okay to feel what you're feeling. I want to say it's okay to believe what you want to believe. But I also wanted to say that we can't forget how important it is to be grateful for what we have, to share the happiness that we have with those we care about and those we love. 
And at this time of year, when we're all huddled together where it's nice and warm, or we get together for parties and meals and celebrations, it's okay to do that with the people you care about. And that's the way you should do it. As long as I'm on this non-denominational kick today, I know, I know, I'm a heathen. Don't get me wrong, I accept and acknowledge and recognize the religious aspects of the holiday. But there are other aspects of the holidays I've just talked about. And with those in mind, I have, I don't know if you want to call them prayers or blessings, that are non-denominational, but seem perfect for this time of year. So I want to share those with you now. Here's the first one. Cold and dark this time of year, the earth lies dormant, awaiting the return of the sun, and with it, life. Far beneath the frozen surface, a heartbeat waits until the moment is right to spring. This next one is to the winter goddess. Yes, I'm accepting a winter goddess. Oh, mighty goddess in silvery ice, watching over us as we sleep, a layer of shining white covering the earth each night, frost on the world and in the soul, we thank you for visiting us. Because of you, we seek warmth in the comfort of our homes and hearths. And finally, just a simple gratitude prayer. Because as I said, I think that's one of the most important parts of this time of year. I am grateful for that which I have. I am not sorrowful for that which I do not. I have more than others, less than some, but regardless, I am blessed with what is mine. All right, my friends, that'll do it for this year's trip to the Christmas room. Thanks for sitting by the fire with me. We'll be back again next week with a New Year's episode. That'll be the last episode of Season 6. And then, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Season 7 will start in January. We're not going to do quite as many episodes in Season 7, but we will get some episodes up for you in January of 2024. And I look forward to spending the time with you. But that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. As always, I appreciate your support, and I appreciate all the time you spend here. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves. As the song says, have yourself a merry little Christmas, and I'll see you when I see you.